This is the Essence Reveal Podcast, where we peel back the layers to uncover your Essence brand. I'm Christina Courtright Jenkins, and I am a passionately curious Essence Explorer and Guide, and I'm the creator of Embody Your Essence Brand. Essence is the self-aware version of your authenticity. And when it comes to your personal brand, that's not something you create. It's something you uncover and embody. And that's what we're here to do. So are you ready for the adventure of revealing your Essence brand? Let's do this. This episode is brought to you by True DNA Story, where they analyze every single gene and variant that impacts your health. So you're getting your full story, not just a few nuggets. The True DNA Story report covers over 220 conditions and growing all the time. Before I knew about True DNA Story, I got a very popular home genetic test with the health report upgrade. To say that 14 conditions tested for from that company was underwhelming is, well, it's an understatement. But I did learn that my second toe might be longer than my first, except it's not. So do you want your true life-saving DNA story? Check them out at truednastory.com and use the code MYSTORY50 for a discount on my essentials. Again, that's truednastory.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to my table. I am so happy you are here. So let's start by checking in with our PEMS Essence Compass. Close your eyes and take an essence breath. Now rate yourself on a scale from 1 to 10 on your P physical, E emotional, M mental, and S spiritual feeling right now. And please remember, there is never any judgment, only awareness. And if you're not sure what an essence breath is, check out episode 1 where we go over that. Checked in? Fabulous. Let's do this. So after episode two, I got a couple of questions and I would love to address those. And the number one question I got was, do I really need a brand or a personal brand? I mean, I'm not an entrepreneur or even a business person. And the answer to that is yes, yes, yes. Everyone has a brand, whether you're aware of it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you want it or not you have a personal brand. And when we think of a brand, we normally think of well-known brands like Dior, Nike, Starbucks as what a brand is. And that only has to do with business or entrepreneurship. And sometimes we think of people with big personal brands like Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, or Oprah. All of these people have created companies and billions of dollars through their personal brand And that is how the world's most powerful brands are built, is when they reflect the founder's personal brand. So how does this show up on the other side of the spectrum, say if you're a stay-at-home parent? Does a stay-at-home parent need a personal brand? Well, you have one, so you might as well use it to help you lead yourself and your family. When you intentionally show up in your aligned personal brand, it creates a culture that does so much of the heavy lifting for you. When you are comfortable and confident and consistently showing up in your essence brand, you don't feel the need to control 
or project your wants and desires onto other people. And it's a beautiful thing when you can watch your children or your business or team grow up and become who they are meant to be. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't guide them and teach them, but you're doing it from your essence. And when you're living from your essence, you can see other people in their essence and love and accept yourself and them for where you are. And that's a powerful thing. So I hope that that addressed that question and that everyone understands the importance of being in an aligned essence brand. So now let's talk about what you want. Sit with that question for a minute. What do you want? Now answer these questions. What does your boss want? What does your client want? What does your child want? What does your partner want? Which question was easier to answer? What you want or what another person wants? I remember when I was a young mother and I would anticipate the needs of my children so that I could provide for them what they needed before they even realized that they needed it. But I had no idea what I myself wanted. And I had no idea what my own needs were outside of the basic needs of food, water, rest, and connection. I mean, sure, I wanted peace, freedom, and love, but ask me where I wanted to go for dinner, and my mind jumped to what everybody else wanted, and my decision would be based on what I thought would make everyone else the happiest. Every single day, I talk to women, and when I ask them what they want, so many cannot tell me. And oftentimes, they start telling me what they don't want. So when you answered that question, what do you want? Did your mind jump to what you don't want? So it is true that what you focus on, you find. And I encourage you to dig around what you don't want, because that can actually help you find what you do want. I invite you to make a list on your phone or someplace that's easily acceptable of what you want and what you don't want. So a few days ago, one of those annoying spam calls got through my filter and rang in and I got a little charged up and then I wrote on my don't want list, I don't want spammy calls that waste my time and energy. And then after I identified it, I started digging around and I thought, well, what do I want? What I want are more conversations that are intellectually stimulating, connecting and with people that I love. That's what I want. And so by digging in and flipping what I didn't want, I was able to write down and articulate what I do want. And the act of writing it down does a few things. One, it lets you get really specific about what you want. It states the preference that you desire in your life. And when you write it down, it activates what I call the speak and spell power. When you speak and spell or write something out, all the energy of the universe works together to bring more of that into your life. And after I wrote that down, that I wanted more intellectually stimulating conversations that were connecting with people that I love, guess what happened? Well, I started to have more connecting conversations with people that I love. More intellectual conversations where we're talking about ideas I love talking about. And so as you become more and more in touch with your personal essence brand and your aligned essence, you will become more clear on what you want in your life. 
And when you become more clear on what you want in your life, you're going to get more of what you want in your life. The way you move through the world and get remembered is your essence brand. So let's get into following your essence compass. Your essence compass is a very important part of how you work on peeling back the layers to reveal your essence and find your essence brand. I actually teach a whole free workshop about this, and you can find some times at embodyyouressencebrand.com to get registered for that workshop. And in the rest of this podcast, I'm going to share some tips with you that you can use today to more closely follow your essence compass. First of all, do you remember when you first learned to use a compass? And maybe you did, and maybe you didn't. But I bet that if you did, you remember that at first it was a little bit confusing. Learning to use a compass is a process, and it takes instruction and practice. So when I was a teenager and I went to summer camp, my instructor tried to teach us how to use a compass. And I thought it was confusing. I mean, that little red needle was moving all over. And honestly, I thought it was really hard. And I didn't like it very much. But I was really motivated to get my compass reading certification. And if you listen to episode one, you'll understand that for a long time, I was extremely motivated by certifications and validation. And we're going to talk more about feeling competent and confident in another episode. But anyway, I really wanted to be competent in using a compass. So I stuck with it. And I learned how to do it. And I'm really grateful because my mentor taught me how to do it. And I got pretty good at following a compass. In fact, I got so good at it that I became a little obsessed with maps and navigation. And my first undergrad degree is in geography. So my instructor would be so proud of me. But that is a super useful degree, let me tell you, especially if I'm on your Trivial Pursuit team. Anyhow, I'm so grateful that I had that mentor to help me because that influenced a good chunk of my life. She helped me learn to follow a physical compass. And now I feel honored because I'm a mentor and I get to help people follow their essence compass. So let's talk about a few ways to align that needle up on your essence compass. The number one way is that essence breath. That is one of the most centering things anyone can do. The next is to identify your feelings. Really give your feelings a label. Are you feeling angry or are you feeling threatened? Are you feeling elated or are you feeling happy? And then settle into that feeling. Focus on what you want. Breathe the essence breath. And from this space, your essence compass needle is aligned so you can get clear direction. Decide where you want to go and check your compass. Remember this, intuition plus alignment equals your essence compass. There are three feelings that are sure alerts that you are out of alignment with your essence compass. And these are comparison, competition, and copying. If you feel these, go back to your essence breath. Identify the feeling. Determine where you want to go. And then check your internal essence compass. Wow, we have covered a lot here and what a pleasure. So let's take another essence breath and check on our PEMS essence compass. 
And now that you have more knowledge and awareness about this essence compass and how to use it, I invite you to start using it now. Well done, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And I'm really excited to bring on some very special guests in episodes five and seven. Until then, my friends, be you.